0: going on guys, actually I usually have my seat a lot higher during the podcast, there we go, it looks proper now, hope you go, uh, Hope you guys are all well and um, welcome to our episode 26 of the for Football Podcast, I, mi- I miss you, <laughs> it's been one day of a delay um, and that is because I need to get my phone actually, I wanted to speak to someone as well regarding this topic and I feel like a player can really offer a great perspective on this and I've, I want to speak about the home advantage slash, excuse me, the home disadvantage that we're facing in football. I've got here a little mini article that I wrote a little while back. I actually wanted to um, get this published in the newspaper, but it did not happen. But I really wanted to speak about the the home advantage and, you know, um, especially with the the return of fans coming into the Premier League when... You know, Only a select few was able to have that and how that would affect them and be a bit more of a stimulant and an advantage to them. But I want to speak to you about it today and what that really means with no crowds being in football. So I've been lucky enough to actually go to fixtures um, during the behind-closed-door games and just being able to soak in what it really looks like. And one, it reminds you of under-23 football. I'm sure that's how many other players feel Um, Which is a good thing because it's something that they've already experienced. But I guess if you're so used to home crowds, it can feel a bit mundane. But what I've really noticed, and I've said this before ever so slightly in a podcast, that when you're playing at home and uh, and your coach is just yelling and shouting your name, I feel like that can have, one, a bit of a disadvantage to players. Um, Why? Because let's just say you're in training, you kind of are... Uh, not training yourself. I don't want to use that that same word, but you're almost conditioned to pay attention to what the coach says. And so I do believe that to some degree, when you're playing a competitive game and the the coaches in your ear and shouting your name, which you know innately makes you want to respond and see who's calling your name. Um, I mean, that can be a bit of a distraction to players, especially. With the type of information that might be provided. And I've noticed it when I've been at games. Well, obviously coaches need to speak and coaches do speak anyway when there's 60,000 fans there. But I do think with the, the 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 lack of fans there, I feel like coaches feel like they have to be a bit more communicative. So it's been great to see. and But at the same time, I don't think some of those instances have the greatest... Um, effect on a player but that's not even really what i wanted to talk about i just wanted to kind of put that into your head and give you a little bit of context to how i do think the lack of home fans can understimulate a performer now the the effects of crowd and the crowds should i say does have a, a, a particular or varying effect that it can have on a player it could um, over stimulate them meaning that that could lead to more pressure on the player. You know, there's some players that feel like that and those that may then feel anxious about what the crowd may be thinking of them. Um, It can be a bit of a deterrent in terms of quality of performance. It could be a stimulant in the right direction where someone can feel like they're in the zone and feel very, you know, stimulated by the effects of the crowd and knowing that they have an element of support. And this is actually the most popular effect that will happen on a player where you feel like you know you've got an element of social support and there's no coincidence that you know the home advantage when you had that support and you had um, extra people and thousands of people on your side and you know they're urging you on and giving you that support and encouragement that you do need that the home advantage was is is a lot more superior than when you're away from home um Conversely when you are away from home you're not getting that support it's more adverse you know you've got away fans but you're getting people that are cheering and, and voting against you they are um, chastising the referee on decisions and the referee has to have their own type of metal to deal with that so there are so many factors that go on in in the dynamics of the home advantage and, and the home fixtures so to speak which are so so, so much more advantageous to a performer however As I speak to you guys in in the podcast and I speak to you episode by episode, I always really try and pass on that you really want to be able to be your own insurance. You want to be able to protect your own confidence levels. And so um, it's quite a simple task um, or simple solution from me um, me vocalizing it. However, it's a very applied and dedicated and focused uh, response mechanism and And, you know, behavior that can allow you to allow yourself to be stimulated from performances. And a lot of it is down to match day prep. I think I've done an episode, maybe on 15, on match day prep. And I've done it a few times as well. But without me just saying it loosely, what does match day prep really mean? And so, you know, you need to now (laughs) cast your mind back to when you was performing in You know one of the games where you feel like you was in the best flow you know and kind of like break that actual performance down you know where was you playing you know what position how did it start did you start the game did you come on as a substitute like you know what kind of thoughts and feelings were going through your mind was you at home or away were the crowds there start casting your mind to that incident and maybe you can try and draw from more when you was really in the zone and things were going well for you and just being able to soak in the environment and how things were going and then figuring out your match day prep. And the reason why I say that is because you're then able to kind of highlight some key things that you need to make sure that you're doing in order for you to replicate that for a match day performance. And once that's done, what is needed from there is for you to be able to kind of implement some of those preparations and some of those fundamental. Uh, steps that you took towards that match day but then you need to visualize yourself replicating those um, elements right and and almost regurgitate those thoughts in your mind in the current context of football's climate today so you do need to be having your match day preparation and you playing in the zone having that focus having that level of preparation in the week and training and match mental preparation for the for the um, game but to add to it you need to be thinking and, and and visualizing and you know regurgitating in your mind those incidents with the lack of crowds there with your coach in your air and you still performing with you maybe following instructions and you know the, the fact that there's some elements that people will be responding to differently you're playing at home playing away uh even the, the environment of the changing rooms, you want to consider the context of what football is like today. Let's just say for an example, Liverpool now, I think they played, goodness me, I can't remember, but they went to, it might have been Villa, but I'm not too sure. Uh, but they had to go into a, a, a real dogged changing room, dogged changing room, should I say, you know, and how that could derail a player just from the moment that you, you, know, you come into the game, you go into a change room, it's small, it's, it's disgusting, you know, it's very uncomfortable. You want to be able to start putting your mind and almost preparing yourself for those con- type of conditions that you may face so that you're not phased by that and that doesn't put you off when it comes. Knowing that we're in a disadvantageous um, scenario in the world, but knowing that things are not going to be the exact same way but it shouldn't affect how you prepare and how you play and how you respond to those instances so it's going to take some real dedicated time and what I really wanted to do this episode was to speak to a player that you know I know very well and as time has gone on he has literally um given me stories about how he misses the home crowd and you know, even before the pandemic, he used to speak highly of the crowd and the influence that they would have on him. And so I think it'd be nice just to get a bit of um, a perspective from someone who's lived it and felt it. And we can identify how the home crowd was so influential to him in his game and maybe explore what he thinks the the game is like now with the absence of the crowd. So I'm going to call now. So he was a bit, you know, busy last night, or should I say yesterday, or the day Sunday, so that's why the episode didn't drop. Uh, and let me see if I can get hold of him now. So, his name is Antonio German. I'll introduce him hopefully once I get him on the phone. There he is. Let's go, let's see how this goes. Hopefully, you can hear. Yes, my guy. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. are you Good to hear from you, man. I'm literally calling now. I'm recording, um, but it's pre-recorded, so I can edit it in that sense. But um, let me introduce you to like the podcast, so to speak. So, you know, I'm speaking to Anthony German, um, Antonio German. Sorry, Anthony. I don't know why I called you that, but you know, Ant- Antonio has been someone that grew up and, and within the ranks of QPR. And without me saying too much about his career, which we can speak about, but he's well travelled. You know, I just mentioned before, he spoke highly of, you know, some of the crowds and, you know, and the, the teams that he played for. And I really want to use this opportunity to kind of explore that with you, man. But how are you, my guy? You well? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Yeah? I'm trying to keep fit. Good to, to have you, healthy during this pandemic. Goodness. I, know, you know? I remember you saying, like, you actually suffered from the virus. You will recover from that? Everything good? In that department? Yeah,
1: bro, I had it, I had it bad, man. That thing was it's, it's horrendous, but feeling good now, recovered,
0: can't complain. Yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. Um, I'm not going to take too much of your time, man, but I just wanted really to kind of sit down and reflect with you about your experiences and let's just take it back from the early beginnings because you were playing with QPR and, and the academy and developed in that ranks, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and... Let's just kind of paint that picture a little bit. So who was, who was um, your managers at the time? Like, who was you playing with? What kind of time was that?
1: Um, at the time, I think we had about 10
0: different managers within the space of two years. Okay. It was, it was during the
1: Briatori reign and the Amit Batia, and they were just chopping and changing managers. Right. But my dating came under Paulo Souza.
0: Okay, I see.
1: He was the manager of Basel after. So he went to Champions League and then my first start was with Neil Warnock. OK. And after that was Warnock, mainly.
0: Right, right, right. OK. Um So you're... you're I'm trying to think of some of the players that were were playing with you during that time. Could you recall some of them? Um,
1: who you would know, Adel Tarant.
0: OK, yes.
1: Yeah, I played with him. Uh, Clint Hall, Fitz Hall. Um... Who else? Patrick Adjaman. Sterling was there early, before he left. Right. Um, yeah, those are the main ones that you might
0: know. So it, it was kind of like just oh. pre-Premier League, essentially? Yeah, literally. No,
1: when I was there, we got promoted to the Premier League. Okay, we okay.
0: Okay, that, yeah. what a good experience, man. And Wayne Routledge. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm, I'm now kind of figuring out that time period. Was that like early 2010, late 2009, I think, maybe? Yeah, one of them. Okay, yeah. I see. Nice. And so, you know, from there, you've you've moved on and you've played in a number of countries and I admire that. And let's just start with, like, the effects. I really have been speaking in this, in this episode about the, the effects of the home crowd, you know, and wow. the absence of it and how that affects players and, you know, and how that could actually help a player be in the zone. And the effect of fans not being there could affect a player in that regard too but what was it like playing at you know Loftus Road and from your memories there the crowd and maybe how that's changed in your career as you've gone on? I feel like um, Loftus Road was one of those stadiums that was proper close to the pitch yeah so the fans
1: were like proper close you could hear everything I feel like as a young player that's what you want you know there's a lot of because obviously you're young you're making your debut there was a lot of pressure I remember being nervous my first few games right. and I remember my debut was Southampton away mm-hmm. and the fans the, the away fans were singing because it was cold but it were not that cold and I had gloves on and they were singing who's the wanker in the gloves <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, um yeah but for me fans are important man I feel like when you take away fans, it just makes it feel like it's a reserve game kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the intensity lessons—you like don't get booed if you make a mistake. Like there's, it takes away a lot of the, not well, the pressure, but the pressure. That makes yes. Sense. Yes. And then obviously, when I went to India, I went to Malaysia, um, there the crowd was unbelievable. Like, I think it was, I think the highest attendance game was 137,000.
0: Goodness me! And the stadium could only seat 120 or something like that. Right. So it was crazy. Like there was, I think the fact the stadium was packed two hours before the game. So even while we was warming up, the stadium was already packed. Yeah, yeah. What well, kind? Of, let me oh, just. Sorry, are, you, are you talking about Kerala in in India? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you go into play a game at home and then you're basically people are on top of each other it sounds like just to to see you guys play how does that make you feel as a player when you come out one to train but then you know when that first whistle goes like how does that affect you is it the pressure that you mentioned before or is it more like you feel support and encouragement
1: no I love it man Um, I feel like it depends where you are because obviously in some
0: countries the fans could be racist or whatever but in India um, especially
1: the fans was amazing. Like what the way they treated me, the way they treated the team, unbelievable. The support was literally just win, lose, draw. They will,
0: they will clap you. They will love you. You know what I mean? Mm. So for me, I didn't feel any pressure whatsoever.
1: Like I loved it, loved it properly. And especially when you score, it's the best feeling ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can you imagine. Yeah, for sure. And, and from what I even see from like Twitter and social media, you still get love. From the fans there, and I know you have love. I've spoken to you about it, and you've highlighted how, how much memories you've you've had from there. Um, yeah. Did that get you? Sorry, after you.
1: No, I was gonna say even now, like every literally, I've on my Instagram. I get DMs every single day, mm-hmm. um, saying, "I wish you could come back. I miss you so much," etc. etc.
0: That support from the fans is unbelievable. So. And I, I love them for that literally. No, oh, perfect man. How did that like did did that raise your game? So let me just give you a bit of context as to what I'm asking. So you know like with Liverpool, right, they got that that element where they say you know, you never walk alone and they're considered the clock the cop uh, sixth man, etc. or twelfth man, goodness me. Um yeah. how did like you having the support from fans at home maybe you know, get you to raise your game? Was there times when you might have been leggy, but just the support of fans got you there? Or, you know, you might have yeah, been losing like, one game and you came back?
1: I feel like, for me, you don't want to let the fans down, you know what I mean? So you want to always give your best. And I know it sounds a bit silly, but when you hear the support, you because you can't hear yourself on the pitch. Yeah, okay. uh, even when you're screaming for the ball, you can't hear nothing. So just to hear the support and stuff, it's, um, it's, it gives you an extra 1% and in football that one percent makes a big difference but not only that but it awaiting like when you have a hostile home um home crowd like that
0: makes a big difference because they get on you you get know what i mean yeah and that could cause you to be
1: under pressure could cause you to have a bad touch or etc etc so i always say in football you have to be mentally strong man because the fans are ruthless sometimes
0: yeah i get that um, what do you think football's like now? So, you know, um, I'm not too sure how your experience has been during this present time, but let's just say football in the Premier League, for instance. How much do you think it's affected the game now? I think it's, it's,
1: it's, it, it's taken the intensity out of it. Not the intensity, but the pressure. I feel like, I think the stat is that there's been more, more away wins yeah. in history or something like that
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, than ever before. So that shows you that playing at home doesn't mean anything anymore, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, because of the fans. So mm-hmm. that clearly shows that there's an added pressure. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but I feel like, I don't know, some players, some players will prefer playing with no fans. Like, if you're a confidence player, let's, just, let's say. yeah, Because you've got no pressure. Do you get what I mean? You're mm-hmm. just playing in front of the team and maybe a few fans literally and it's nothing
0: so that could help in a way but obviously i prefer fans yeah yeah sure i I did mention that essentially because there's some players that could be under stimulated by the the crowd or overstimulated by the crowd and then you've got the you know the player in the middle and so what do i mean by that an overstimulation could be as he said like even home pressure Let's just mention Arsenal, for an example, where the the, the fans there have such a high expectation and, you know, can place pressure on the player. Um, so I do think that, as you said, like, there are different players that probably would respond differently to the effects of the crowd. But overall, it's really changed the game, as, as you just mentioned, in yeah, terms 100%. of... Yeah, 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree
0: with you, 100%, man. No, I, I get that. And... Um, How's things on your end now? So, you know, it's been a pandemic. It's been a tough year for many players. Contracts are not even, you know, that high. There's not much sales going on. How's football looking for you at this present time?
1: Yeah, it's tough, man, because um, I just came out of my contract in December. Okay. And Where was you? Because of the pandemic. I was in LA. Okay. And because of the pandemic... Uh, I, I haven't been paid since April. Right. Many times, so it's been a while. So you're having to go through legal stuff to sort that out, and then now you're signed for a team, but because you haven't played in the last year, it's been tough. Yeah,
0: past, you yeah, know? yeah.
1: We've got national team games coming up next month, so it's all, it's all, it's all hectic at the moment. But hopefully soon, things will get sorted.
0: Yeah, I get that. And as you said at the start, you've been you've been training, you've been keeping yourself fit. So you'll be doing what you can on your end to make sure that you're ready at that particular oh, time.
1: Always, man. I feel like you always have to be ready. Like it's easy to sit on your ass and not train and not go even going for a jog. Like that makes a big
0: difference. you yeah, know? Yeah.
1: And they say you lose fitness in two weeks. So you do nothing for two weeks, you you've lost it. I do got
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: Sure. You always have to keep,
0: keep um mentally strong hmm and you know i I hope that you've got the right representatives that are on your side and you know getting you where you need to be um I'm looking forward to seeing what's next you know because i I do miss those stories I do miss us having our catch ups and and stuff like that and we've we've uh, we've been speaking anyway, we've got some stuff that we need to do it um in the next few weeks hopefully i'll I'll message you on that regarding like trust the process that we've spoken about before. But um yeah, for sure. how how are you how are you um keeping your time now, man? Like you're obviously at home um training, but what how are you spending your time nowadays? Well, that's 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 the catch twenty two
1: question. <laughs> if you're not training you're uh, uh, I don't I can't even answer that question. Yeah. I don't even know myself. Mm. Literally. It's 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 not a nice place to be when you haven't got football to go. I mean
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so for sure. The, the,
1: I've known, you
0: know what I mean? So hopefully
1: mm-hmm. something will be sorted soon.
0: I hope everything works in your favour I'm going off to you.
1: I think sorry, I was gonna say I think I've had four deals, four deals now in four different countries
0: and mm. I've had the contract in my hand and they've all I can't go to the country because of the lockdown. Right, right. So it's kind of killed me basically. Yeah, yeah, goodness man. I'm, I'm f- I hope that as I said that changes Today we're meant to be getting some news So hopefully that will be something that can be more of a positive step In the direction for football, for you, for travel And um, yeah man I'm, I'm rooting for you as always And it'll be good to touch base properly soon Yeah for sure man, Just let me know bro 100% yeah. man Listen, take it easy and um, I'll speak to you soon well, um, firstly, you might have heard a baby in the background. It's my brother's birthday today. Um, so family's over as we're going to celebrate. So yes, do forgive me on that. And if you didn't hear that, very awkward. But no, it was really good speaking to Antonio. I can't believe I called him Anthony on there. Um, that was I was speaking to an Anthony beforehand. But um, it was really good speaking to him. And I hope that, you know, some of the things that, I mentioned prior. He echoed himself in terms of, you know, fans um, or players, should I say, feeling a bit of pressure, especially from the opposing fans. Maybe pressure from home fans, and the fact that you get the support from fans um, gives you that, you know, energy to raise your game. At the same time, we need to get to the point where we're not relying on outside forces to influence the way that we perform we need to be our own insurance and ensure that our match day preparations and and that we are you know um, regurgitating in our minds the way that we want to play and by doing that you're you're almost creating a a type of muscle memory for you to then be able to deliver at the same level that you've mentally prepared um, prepared yourself for so I hope that makes sense Um, and I really would like players to slowly start developing their own responsibility but their own ownership of their own development you know um, I'll give you a wild example of maybe academy players relying on the feedback on the coach and assessing their own performances via the coach which is great because academy is a form of development at the same time you should be able to Review your own performance from how you played and take ownership of you being able to score yourself and maybe the coach hasn't been able to watch you for a full ninety, um, has rated you a four out of ten when you might display better, right? Um, but by his him giving you a four out of ten, you might have you know derailed and dropped a bit of your confidence levels, you know. So it's it's up to you to develop yourself. With the with the help and with the addition of other elements such as coach feedback, such as the fans and the crowd. That doesn't. Please don't take this as a rebellious, um, you know, word of advice. But it's more about you being able to protect your confidence, you being able to prepare yourself for match days with or without crowds. You to be able to take your performance and build on that um, on your own accord, using the the um, the other sources such as coach feedback fans as added benefits to your development um and yeah so i'm looking forward to sunday's episode i've really got an excuse me an interesting topic to discuss and i hope this added value to you thank you for antonio for sharing his experiences and we move on to next week all right take care and peace